Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are back. We are recording on Saturday, the day, two days after Thanksgiving. We have put away all of the turkey. The cornucopia is gone. Uh, We are trading in the fall browns, yellows, and oranges for Christmas, green, red, silver, and gold. Now, my podcast partner, Richard, cannot be here today. He's got some stuff going on. We're going to talk about that on a later episode. But... I've got a big room today. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to introduce the room in just a moment. Before we do that, I want to tell everybody thank you for listening. We have seen you all listening to our podcast driving across the country, particularly in the eastern half of the United States. So I really appreciate all the listens that we're getting. We appreciate all of the, um, we appreciate everybody telling their friends to listen to the podcast. So thanks again. We cannot thank you enough. Now, I will tell you if you want to get at us, we are the Good Midlife Podcast at Instagram. You can reach Richard at, at Kenshin Crew on Instagram. That's his food situation. And if you want to email us about what we're doing right, wrong, or have suggestions, you can get us at thegoodmidlife at gmail.com. Now, we have a big room. We are, this is, we're going to call this Home for the Holidays edition. We have lots of children and cousins and nieces and nephews. Uh, We're going to talk some Christmas stuff. We're going to talk about what's fun about Christmas, what you like, what you don't like. Let's go. Without further ado, let's introduce the room. Number one, to my right, she is a podcast veteran. You have heard her on this pod. It is my daughter, Katie Noland. Hi. What's up, Kate? Now, let me tell everybody else another thing. If you've listened to the pod before, you know we like weird sodas. So today, every single member of the panel, except for me, has a weird soda in front of them. So when I throw the mic to you, tell me what your weird soda is. Katie, what's your weird soda? It's the Peeps Pepsi. All right, Peeps Pepsi. We cannot wait for that. Up next, we have the younger member of the Dangerous Doty Boys. It is Wesley Doty. Wes, what's up? Hi. <laughs> All right. What's your, what's your drink? What's your drink? It's Mountain Dew Voltage. It's blue. And it's blue because Go Cats, Kentucky just beat Louisville. We are celebrating right now. Up next, she is my younger daughter. This is her first time on the show. It's Sophie Nolan, direct from Charlotte, North Carolina. What's up? Hello. What's your drink? I have Ale 8 Orange Cream. Okay, awesome. Next up, we have Leah Geisler. She attends Mail High School, one of the oldest high schools in the city of Louisville. Uh, she is a lacrosse player. Is that what you do? Captain. Captain. All right. <laughs> Senior high school getting ready to make the jump. Uh, what's up, Leah? What are you drinking? I'm sipping on a poppy pre- prebiotic soda. What grape fl- flavored. Grape flavor. Bring the noise. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Up next, he is my stepson, McKinley Alphen. You've heard him on the podcast. He had some bad predictions about the Super Bowl this year. He's back. What's up, Mac? What are you drinking? I am back. Um, I have, of course, being the big dog, I have two. I got the Dr. Pepper Strawberry and Cream, and I got the Pepsi Nitro Draft Cola. Pepsi Nitro Draft Cola. Hey, I want to stop with you because I know you'll bring it with me with the hot takes. I think cornucopias are dumb. Yep, totally. totally. They don't make sense. Why are we stuffing fruit and vegetables into a horn? I don't even know. Who came up with it? I don't know. Like the wishing boot makes more sense. For sure. That's a good song. Right. Like, just stuff your food in a boot. Like, why don't we have a a sack of plenty or a bag of plenty rather than a horn of plenty? It's not economical. It doesn't make any damn sense. No, no, not portable at all. All right. Anyway, moving on. Up next, 
the elder statesman of the Dangerous Doty Boys, J.D. Doty. He is a fantastic drummer. He is here directly from Anchorage Middle School. What's up? Uh, what's up, y'all? Um, today I'm drinking the Mountain Dew Livewire. Okay, and, and what it's color do you have going on? It's orange. Okay, all right. So when it comes around, I want to know if that's like orange or tangerine or like what what kind of action you have there, okay? Confirmed yes, red sir. 40 action. Red 40 action. I don't even know what that, that is. That is not going to be good for anybody. <laughs> um, all right, up next, she is a freshman at Purdue University. Purdue, fresh off a win over our tribal Indiana <laughs> for the old Oaken Bucket today. Anna Alfin, fresh time on the pod. Hi, I'm drinking um, Coke Zero Sugar Move, and it's horrible. Okay, all I right. I drank it. That's the first uh, person to weigh in on the quality of their Sorry, study. I couldn't wait, and it's really bad. Okay. All right. Now, up next, we have Anna's roommate, fresh from Purdue, also oh. celebrating a victory in the big Oaken Bucket game. She is from Ann Arbor, Michigan. She is Tia, don't call me Benjamin, Franklin. <laughs> All right. So, I got Sprite Lemonade Legacy celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. <laughs> So they're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop with the whitest soda? Correct. Awesome. Let's go America. All right. Um, so that's what we have going on tonight. There's your room full of beautiful, smart, young people who are ready to talk about some stuff and give some hot takes. Now, I want to start. This is Christmas. Christmas is coming up. I kind of We like to do... Um, we like to talk about things being overrated, underrated, properly rated, and I was going to do that, but... We have a mic situation, so not enough, and uh, we got a whole room. So I'm going to just start out with a couple of things. Um, I know that, um, well, it's Christmas time. It's time for Christmas music. Christmas music is out there. And so I'm going to throw this over to Sophie. I know you wanted to talk about Christmas music. So, you know, Soph, give us uh, your take on Christmas music. Tell me where you come down on that. So I feel like Christmas music is probably one of the most overrated genres of music to be out there. There's so little of it and hearing, you hear the same songs all year, ever, or not all year, but for a month straight and it's the same every year. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. There's a take. All right. Katie, you want, you have your hand up. Yeah. I started listening to Christmas music the first day after Halloween and I got yelled at because she was like, <laughs> we shouldn't listen to it unless it's two weeks before Christmas. Like, we're into Thanksgiving. We're into Christmas. I feel like they kind of go together. We're decorating our houses, things like that. Bring on the Christmas music. I'm all, right. all for the Christmas music. All right. Christmas music. Katie says yes. JD, he has his hand up. He wants the mic. So I think I kind of got to agree with Sophie because, like, I mean, there isn't a lot of it, and, like, for me, I've spent most of my life living away from, like, uh, so a tradition we have is we go, uh, me and my brother and my family go to our grandparents' house for Christmas, usually, but now that, and, uh, like, we would listen to Christmas music a lot, like, because of tradition, it makes me miss most of my family members. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know where I was going with that. Okay, all right, Anna, you Anna, you are up. Yeah, I feel passionate about this. Go, bring it. Okay, well, like, why hate on something that brings joy to people? Like, 
Okay, okay, you you personally don't like listening to Christmas music the day after because you get tired of it, it makes you sad, whatever. But I would say at least half majority of people. Half majority? What is that? Like like half of people. <laughs> like I would say majority, but around half, okay? Like not not crazy majority, okay? Um, a light majority. Do enjoy Christmas music, want it to be playing on the radio. Because it brings joy. Like, what are we going into? We're going into, it's getting cold outside. We're going into finals at school. Like, a lot of stuff that isn't joyful is happening. Why why bring people down for liking listening to Christmas music when it puts pep in their step? I don't get it. I don't get the hate. That's what I don't get. McKinley, you, have, you, you, want, you want the mic. I'd like to speak on this. So although I'm in full support of irrational hatred, <laughs> this is a step too far. I'm a huge fan of Christmas, and I think we should have Christmas music whenever we like it. That's all I'll say. So, Leah, you're going. I just want to weigh in. Go. Um, I think too much of too much of anything is is a negative. So, I think there. I think I would draw the line at listening to Christmas music during Thanksgiving. But do I think that Christmas music needs to be banned? Like, no. <laughs> banned? Nobody said banned. <laughs> I, I'm going to wrap this. I come down with Anna on this. I think uh, if it's bringing people joy, do it. You don't have to turn on that radio station. You don't have to put that record on. But uh, I like it. I'm here for it. I don't want to listen to it uh, in October. And Sophie, your point is valid that there is a finite number of Christmas songs. And a lot of them are quite bad. Um, and a lot of versions are quite bad. But, uh, you know. It's, it makes people feel good, and like right now, I'm all in it. I'm, I'm here for it, so uh, um, I like it. But everybody's entitled to their own opinions, and I love that everybody's going for it. McKinley, I want you to keep the mic because I'm going to throw this to you because we have a – I want we, we talked about this um, in, in pre-recording, and we talked about Thanksgiving food, and we're coming off of that food, and we just talked about how dumb cornucopias are, which is fine. Uh, we're totally right about that. And um, – where does the Thanksgiving meal stack up for you? There are people who feel different ways about it. I know you have a strong opinion, and I would like for you to go. All right, so the Thanksgiving food falls short. All right, the Thanksgiving comes from a long time ago when uh, we ha no one had any money, and they were just doing their best. Now we have technology, science, and we have evolved to eat better food. I don't want stuffing, okay? Give me mac and cheese and fried chicken. All right. Wait a minute. How is mac and cheese and fried chicken that much more modern? It is. Turkey is a mid-food. Okay. All right. Tia wants to talk. Tia has her hand raised. Tia. I, I think I disagree with a lot of that. I think Thanksgiving is lovely. I don't think we were considered poor pioneers back then. I think it's nice and classic to have the same repetition of foods every year. It's classic. It's homey. Kate, what do you have? I personally think it's the best food holiday out of the year. I know some can disagree. Some may think it's 4th of July, but you have turkey, you have stuffing, you have mashed potatoes, you have corn. You have all the good foods, all the warm foods. I know we come from a place where it's kind of cold in Thanksgiving. So it's warm, makes you feel good. Leah is ready to roll. She's she's rolling today. Well, I, just, I just wanted to add on to what she said. <laughs> 
I think it's the only holiday that's truly defined by the food that we eat. Because for Christmas, we don't have, my family personally, doesn't have a specific food that we eat. We just, I feel like Christmas is about presents and your religious beliefs. <laughs> it's not about presents, sorry. Um, <laughs> but I think Thanksgiving is in its own lane. And I think, as McKinley said, if we had uh, fried chicken and mac and cheese, it just wouldn't be a special holiday. So I personally just, I'm not crazy about Thanksgiving food, but I eat it for the tradition and for the culture, so. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with that. I do. I love the tradition, I love the culture of that. And um, let me ask this question to you guys. Uh, Anna's gonna take the mic next, but before we get to Anna, when I grew up, we talked about this on the pod last week, Richard and I did, and we both grew up in a family where we basically had the same dinner for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Did you guys grow up in families like that? Did any of you all have that where turkey would be? I see Jeff back in the background in the audience raising his hand. Like turkey and dressing is is Christmas dinner as well as Thanksgiving. Anybody else? Tia? No? No? Nobody? Okay. We've got some no's going on around here. A lot of no's. And most of us are from the same family, so that's, that's true. A pretty resounding no. Well, and, and, and you know, uh, our friend Jeff in the background there, we grew up in small town Kentucky, and that was a big deal. That was kind of the way you did it back then. Um, but, Anna, let's talk about Thanksgiving It's food. similar in that it's a lot of sides. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't think it's necessarily the same when we were doing when we do Christmas dinner. Okay, what I was going to say is you got to shout out the OG crops of the Americas, okay? The yams, the corn, that's what Thanksgiving is, okay? It's, it's celebrating the OGs. And I really... That's, and I, that's why we have the same thing every year. No, I'm with you. They I, I, deserve the respect. I, I love saying shout out the OG crops. <laughs> that's awesome. And, and I'll tell you this. We talked about this in last week's pod. Like, I never equated oysters with Thanksgiving, but when you think about it, yeah. in Massachusetts, OG where we... Crops? Yeah, like massive oyster beds, right? Like, that's a thing. It's a, we got to go Cranberries, that's what we do Literally it. with the potatoes. Okay, JD, you have your hand raised. Go. What is it about, like... The yams. Like, I mean, what's the deal with yams? What's the deal with yams? <laughs> like, is, like, whenever we came to America and, like, ate turkey and, like, Thanksgiving, um, yams, we didn't have yams whenever we ate Thanksgiving. We have yams. And, yeah, yams are a native crop. Were you there? The real question is, did you try the yams? Let's yes. Go. Then you ate yams. I ate yams. Uh, yeah. Mama's steak. You're a yam consumer, JD. Are you in a yam band? <laughs> Probably. Okay. All right. Tia. Tia has a question. A, a comment. I was gonna say, for my family, every year we don't really do traditional Thanksgiving foods. We do um, hot pot. So I feel like it's also always up for interpretation. Okay, well. so I love this. Tia, tell us a little bit about your family. Okay, so I, my mom's from China and my dad's from the States. So for Thanksgiving, we usually have like a very mixed array of foods. We'll have stuffing, we'll have turkey, we'll have, you know, cranberry sauce, but we'll also have like hot pots and Chinese foods around the table. That sounds awesome. I'm here for a hot pot Thanksgiving. Let's get it. Hot pot is like a big bowl of broth and you can like choose the flavor and then you get like raw meats, vegetables, noodles, and you get to like cook it and make your own soup. Yeah. It sounds really, really good. Uh, everybody in the room is, is, uh, rethinking their, their Thanksgiving choices right now, but we are going to stick with the OG crops. I'm going to tell you that right now. 
Um, all right, so. It's a celebration of culture. It is a celebration of culture. Yes, for sure. Let's go around the table and tell me your favorite Christmas movie. Uh, Tia has the mic, and her, her uh, chin just quivered. So maybe, Anna, if you want to start. I think I watched this when I was really young, but I always liked Home Alone. All right, classic. Yeah, that was my favorite. Awesome. Um, oh, thank you, Judy. And if um, you want to tell me one that you hate, too, that'd be awesome. Oh. If there's one you don't like. That's more th- that takes more thought. I know, sure. I know, I know. I love Love Actually. Great movie. Mm-hmm. That's definitely, I feel like I have to watch that every year. Whereas Elf, I hate to say it, I can miss a year just because there are years I've watched it like three or four times. So it's like I have enough watches in the bank, you know. So Love Actually, but on one I hate, I can't think of one right now. Okay, fair enough. That elf situation's a you problem. Yeah. So to contrast from Anna, one of my favorite um, Christmas movies would be Elf. It's classic. Alan. Yeah. And uh, one that I would, or a few that I wouldn't say, like I don't really like, is any other like parody of Home Alone other than one and two. Okay. So the the, the later sequels of Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah, the they kind of they kind of jumped the shark just after like that. Lost the whole thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. All right, Mac. What do you have? Okay. Mine is the Revenant. <laughs> now, the for crying out loud. <laughs> Go ahead. Now the the Revenant is Christmas Community. Uh, it's our red online community. Uh, we have not been able to provide a proof that um that the Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Revenant, um, sorry, sorry. This is exactly like when Napoleon Dynamite stands up and starts talking um, about the, the Loch Ness the Monster. Revenant is Christmas online internet community. Ha- has not been, We have contact, contacted the director and to no response. This makes us believe we are right because he doesn't want us to expose that it is truly a Christmas movie. There is snow. There is snow. That, that is our evidence. It is, it is near the Christmas season, so by that measure, there's a 50% chance it's before Christmas. And if it's before Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Leah, that's your boy. Pass the mic. There's bears. Reddit, Revenant is Christmas. Online Reddit. Um, um, my favorite Christmas movie is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Classic. It's very funny, has some heartwarming elements. I love it. Honorable mention, though, to The Grinch, the live-action one. Honorable okay. mention. All right. I like them both. So my favorite Christmas movie is probably going to be The Santa Claus. Oh, the origi- the old Santa yeah. Claus with uh, Tim Allen? Yeah. Okay, all right. I didn't know that. And my least favorite Christmas movie, because I do not classify it as a Christmas movie, and it should not be considered a Christmas movie, is Die Hard. We're coming back to that in a minute. Everybody, that's the next on my list. We got to get around the table, and then I'm coming back. Wesley Doty, Dangerous Doty Boy number two. What do you have? My favorite Christmas movie is Elf. And <clears throat> and um, my least favorite Christmas movie is Scrooge. Scrooge? With Bill Murray? Scrooge with Bill Murray? Oh my gosh. Okay. I like 
both Home Alones and I like Christmas Vacation. I think it's in between Home Alone 2 and Christmas Vacation, though. I think the scenery in Home Alone 2 is much better than 1, and that just does it for me. Yeah, the New York stuff in Home Alone 2 is awesome. It is really good. Um, I will tell you my favorites. I love Elf. Uh, Christmas Vacation is probably my favorite modern one. And Miracle on 34th Street from 1947 is my very favorite. Uh, I just watched that this weekend with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And um, that's, a, that's a great movie, and I love that movie so much. So those are my favorites. Now, Sophie, you brought up Die Hard. Let's, do, let's poll the audience. Everybody raise your hands. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I have one, two, three, four hands up. Is Die Hard not a Christmas movie? I have one who is passionately against it. Back there, I saw in, the, in our live audience, how many people raised their hand for Die Hard? Oh, yeah. The, the, the adults all say it's Die Hard. Anna's explaining what to you. For those, for those who don't know, have never seen Die Hard, the vibe is, okay, it's an action movie, people die, very based on the action parts of it, okay? It's like, it's a, it's a thriller. You're like on the edge of your seat. Is he going to make it? Is he not? You know? But it takes place very obviously at Christmas time. Yeah. Like there are Christmas trees. Like it's very obviously Christmas. Let me, let me, let's go back uh, here. There's a minute. an office party. Like it's very obviously Christmas time. So you don't have to. You don't have to make an answer here. Like it's fine. But uh, basically, the Nakatomi Tower is hijacked on Christmas Eve, and uh, Bruce Willis has to go in and save the day in L.A. So that's what happens. Uh, it's Leah, a Christmas movie. I, I, it's a Christmas movie. All right, Leah, go. I just I have a question. I just feel like if that's our argument, then what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? Because a movie could just feature Christmas. But if it's about what is Die Hard about? What is Die Hard about? It's dying. It's, it's it's a hijacking situation. Then how is that a Christmas movie? Could just feature Christmas. Well, we just watched a movie. So that's a that's an excellent question. We just watched a movie um, th- this week. What was the one we watched? Uh, Silent Night, and it was set at Christmas, but it was about an extinction-level apocalyptic event that's about to happen, but all of these friends are together on Christmas Eve as this thing's about to happen. I guess it's a Christmas movie. It was all Christmassy, but it's really more about, like, there's a whole lot of uh, sub-layers to that, right? Yes. Uh, so I get your point, but um, Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I respect it. Mm-hmm. I like you a lot. Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I guess you could make the same argument for Holiday Inn. I know it's mostly watched at Christmas. Yes. But it features almost all the holidays around the year. That's right. Like Martin Luther King, Valentine's Day. Not Martin Luther King. Um, Uh, uh, Washington's birthday. Yeah, Washington's birthday. Lincoln's birthday, 4th of July. But mostly people bring it out at Christmas, right? Yes, yes. It's it's viewed as a... um, a holiday movie, and that's the film that gave us White Christmas, the yes, song. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. People who like all different kinds of movie genres celebrate Christmas. So, therefore, 
there will be Christmas movies in many different genres of movie to appeal to the many different people who watch Christmas movies. So there's an action movie set at Christmas for the people who love action movies who also celebrate Christmas, who want to watch it at Christmas time. Like when Christmas comes around, they want to watch their Christmas action movie, you know? So I think the definition of a Christmas movie can be very broad, and that's okay because the definition of a person who celebrates Christmas is very broad. I think to your point... The idea that filmmakers have to set a film at Christmas to make it whether it's marketable at Christmas time or rewatchable at Christmas time, I think that's really baked into the process of filmmaking, right? Like the setting and the time and all of that matters when you make movies. And um, I know you're a big film person. I'm a big film person. We think about it a lot. And that whole concept of when does this happen and and throwing a hijacking in at Christmas or throwing, um, you know, getting lost in the woods at Christmas, even though the Revenant really didn't happen at Christmas. But all of that thing matters. Well, I think I think you need to think about, like, are we... They are onto something with Die Hard because are we rewatching an action movie every year if it didn't happen at Christmas time? No. If it, if it wasn't no. labeled as a Christmas movie? No. They knew what they were doing. They no. knew what they were doing. They would No, we, we, we're not re-watching... The uh, action fans watch Die Hard at Christmas because it's a Christmas action movie. We're not re-watching... Uh, we're, we're not re-watching Armageddon yeah, every yeah. summer because it rele- <laughs> was released on July yeah. 12th or something. Right. Leah, go. Why do people watch Nightmare Before Christmas during Halloween? Like, if that's, her, if that's your point... That is, I think that is definitely a Halloween movie, but it well, does feature Christmas for well, the majority a, of the movie. That's that's the, the scholars debate whether that's a uh, Halloween movie or yes, a Christmas movie. Yes, it's the classic. It's the classic debate. Yeah, and I think I think you can. It, it can be whatever you want. Like it's got uh, scary stuff. It's got Christmas. It's all the things. So is it just a sub, is it just subjective? I think that movie is very subjective. Mm. Sophie. So back to Die Hard. <laughs> If you're going to say that because it's a it's a Christmas movie because people watch it every year around the Christmas season then would we call any movie somebody would watch around like let's just go with Star Wars would we call it a May movie because people watch Star Wars on May the 4th like I think that's valid it's it just doesn't make sense. I think, though, I think, I, I get what you're saying, but I think, but, but like Star Wars does, has a season neutral setting. So I think it can go anyway. But Wes is dying to talk. Wes, let's go. Also, Wes, you have crushed your Mountain Dew voltage. How is that, first of all? <laughs> it tasted amazing. What kind of flavors did you get in that? It says raspberry. Wes, well, tell me about it. Um,. I think on um, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, I think it um, kind of features uh, two holidays, Halloween and Christmas. I think it's um, mostly a Halloween movie because it like starts off in like a scary town. Mm-hmm. Halloween Town. What's the town's name? Halloween Town. <laughs> And like most of like the main characters there are coming from that Halloween town. So like how the main character is Jack, he was 
born in the Halloween town. Right? Yeah. So, I think it's mostly a uh, Halloween movie because it just like it just kind of like starts off in a Halloween town. I think you're right on that. I think that's a great point. Thank you. That was awesome, Katie. Go. I have to agree with Wes. Um, I think that since it does start out, the main character is Halloween. Also, Oogie Boogie, that's the main villain, right? So that's also Halloween. I think it's more of a Halloween movie than it is Christmas. Like, Santa's just a little part of it. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I think it's more Halloween, too, but there are those who like it at Christmas, and I'm not going to rain on their joy with that. Let's go to Christmas lights. Who likes Christmas lights? Raise your hand. Okay. All right. Here's what we're going to do. On Christmas lights, we're going to go around the table. We're going to start with Katie. I want to hear your take on Christmas lights, and I want to hear your take on inflatables in the front yard. Go. So, I think they have to be elegant Christmas lights. It's not like all these reindeers and inflatables out in your front yard. I don't want to see the minions blown up in your front yard. Just around your trees, on top of your bushes, on your posts if you have any outside. But I don't want to see the weird, like, uh, what are they, projector lights on your house either. Yeah. Those, those are, are kind of awesome. I, I, like I don't those really like awesome. those. All right, Wes. Um, on Christmas lights, I think people go, like, too hard on it like how they like kind of like put them like all over their house like they like they put it on their door they put it they put they put it on their roofs they put it on like their windows everything and with the inflatables some people just like fill their yards with it like they put them like they put them like everywhere like on their like except for like their mailbox and yeah what about what about like stuff that doesn't have anything to do with christmas like a like a tyrannosaurus like, like inflatable. If put, like if you put like um, like if you put like, uh, like <laughs> if you put like a dinosaur inflatable up, <laughs> everyone's just gonna be like mad because it has nothing to do with Christmas. It just makes no sense. Sophie, you're up. Christmas lights, I love them. Um, but just the lights inside, outside. I don't want to see the blowups. And I think that there is such a thing as too much on Christmas lights when on houses. But Katie and I grew up going to something called Christmas in the Park. That was not too much. That was very magical for me as a child. So tell me about Christmas in the Park. I drove you through it many times. Tell us about that. So Christmas in the Park is something located in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. And it's a makeup of Christmas lights. And you drive through it and... There's Santa in a rocket ship, and they just scale from all over the place. They scale all over the place. Yeah, so it's a um, it's a park, and they set up Christmas lights, and it's all things from a manger scene to Santa in a rocket ship to uh, wise men on a camel to uh, a school bus with Santa driving it, and it's all kinds of stuff. So you're here for Christmas lights. Tell me about your L8 orange situation. How is that? It's gone. <laughs> it was really good. So you're in on that. Okay. Yeah. All right. On to Leah. Yeah. L.A., Kentucky, proud. 
Okay, Leah, first of all, how is your weird prebiotic soda? Like, are you feeling like positive bi- bacteria I feel, situation? I feel like I've lost some weight because of it. It's okay, got some good, apple good. cider vinegar. I've had these before in a different flavor. Yeah. I'm not a grape girl personally, but it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's just okay. I would okay. say it's a good alternative for people who like grape. But, but if you are a grape girl, so to say. I would say it's, it's, it, it met my expectations. Okay, excellent. So, Poppy, good job. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, Christmas lights, go. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't want to like tell someone how to decorate their house. I like Christmas lights. I may have done that before, but go ahead. I'll tell a story. (laughs) I like Christmas lights and I like inflatables, but I think there should be a fine line between the both. I don't think mixing them is appropriate uh, in any regard. I think if you're going to do, I think you can do a great job doing classic Christmas garlands, bows, wreaths, like pretty traditional. You can also just go out, go all out with inflatables. Um, I like driving by and like seeing someone who's really committed to the tacky inflatable lifestyle. I love that. I appreciate that. But do I think it's appropriate to mix styles? No. And I die on that hill. All right. <laughs> Mike drop on that. McKinley. All right. So I'm okay with Christmas lights, but when it's excessive, like why you got to be that guy? You just like, you're just trying too hard. Like, relax. No one cares. But what if it makes that guy happy? Exactly. I mean, he can be happy, but, like, no, like, why? He wants to spend that money on electricity. But in concept, it's to see, may, let other people see it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't... Are you, are you not happy when you drive by that and you see... I don't care. Oh. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, moving on. J.D. Doty. <laughs> okay. My take on Christmas lights. Um, so there's colored Christmas lights, like uh, most, like all colors, like, um, and there's just like flat white um, Christmas lights. So, like, I would say if you just want to show that you appreciate and that you are celebrating the holidays and like want to be happy and stuff like and just go with a plain uh white christmas lights to decorate like your bushes and stuff that's that's just that's fine but if but if you want to keep it classy when you're decorating your bushes yeah if you're if if you're like mckinley and Like, don't go all out. Don't be that guy. Then, so, so are you opposed like, to uh, multicolored lights? To be honest, I don't really mind what kind of, like, what you decorate your house with. Just, yeah. like, if it's, like, like, affecting me in any way. Like, you could do what you want with your house. It's, it's like, it's your house. I don't really mind. But if it's affecting how I would live my life, like... So you're a libertarian when it comes to Christmas lights. I guess. Yes, okay. All right, Anna, what do you have? Okay, before I speak, I have to admit that, or, you know, tell everyone that I am in love with Clark Griswold. So I'm coming from that perspective, okay? So there may be biases. But I am also coming as a person who, a year ago today, was doing a lot of babysitting for families around this neighborhood specifically. And prior to this, I was a person who would say like, only wreaths, only like candles in the windows and white Christmas lights, okay? And then I saw these kids. 
and they were begging on their hands and knees for a minion in the front yard, okay? Like, it was serious business. <laughs> and if I were the parents, I would be like, totally, you know? Like, anything to hype up Christmas. Because if you remember Christmas as a kid, anything that made it special Absolutely. was so worth it. So now... Like, if I were decorating my own house, yes, there would be the white Christmas lights. Yes, there would be the wreaths and the candles and the windows. However, there's also probably going to be a T-Rex and some, like, what's the dogs who save people? Uh, Paw, Patrol? Bernard's. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. There's okay, going to be a right. Paw Patrol character. There's going to be a minion. And I think mixing that is okay when you think about it in the context of keep the kids happy and stay true to your style. Let's have a lot of fun. Tia, what's going on in Michigan with you and your lights? <laughs> You know, my neighborhood, we don't really, no one really does puts up Christmas decorations. You got like a slightly off-putting looking Santa floaty and that's about it. Oh my gosh. I know. What? Yeah. Um, where no. do you live? I I live in Ann Arbor, but I live right on the side. So I'm in like farmland Ann Arbor and I've seen it. There aren't that many houses. So if you, if you picked up a handful of the houses in our neighborhood, it would probably be about the same percentage of people who are like going all out. It's yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. less neighbors. Small, yeah, it's small, small, small town. You got it, got it. But. Okay. I love a I love a classy like white Christmas lights, but I also think like if you can be as obnoxious as you can with all the decorations, like go you, like get everything out. I will say that as a kid, I um, I loved the multicolored Christmas lights. I loved them, and my mom. We ultimately went to all white on the tree, but as an adult, like I really get happy when I see multicolored Christmas lights. It is. And we had the the big bulbs, right? You know, the big bulbs are so good. Oh, my gosh. I love all of that. That is so Christmas to me. Um, okay. Let's take a quick show of hands. How many of you all live in a house where your mom or someone else loves to watch Hallmark Christmas movies? That is everybody except Leah and Tia have their hands raised. So, okay. Okay. Now, how many of you all like to watch Hallmark Christmas movies? Love it. We have we have two and a half. JD says kinda. JD, you sort of like Christmas Hallmark Christmas movies? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think, um, whenever, um, my parents drive me around like neighborhoods and stuff around Christmas time. Yes. Um. Sometimes I see cars that have like, like a red ball on like the yes, front. Yes, a red and, like, nose and, and reindeers. Like, yes, and like reindeer um, the antlers. Ball, the antlers on the top. And uh, whenever I look over to the house, I see on the roof um, like a, like a model of Santa's sleigh. Do you like that? <laughs> Does it make you happy? In one, in some things, like if it's like. With like a bunch of lights and a bunch of inflatables, that kind of stuff. I think it's I think it's over decorating. Okay, I got gotcha. you. And then like if it's just like that with a couple lights and a couple inflatables, I think that's like a perfect amount of decorating. And um, on like a highway, whenever you're driving around, and um, you can see like a bunch of those like Rudolph cars. Yes, it's they're like, they're all over the place. And also in like Florida and stuff, um, you would see. Whenever you're getting picked up from school, you would see a lot of them. Yes. A okay. lot. Um, they're all over the place. You are exactly right. The Rudolph calls are, cars are all over the place. Good job on that. Now, let's talk about, like, one more topic around the table. Um, 
I'll take a quick show of hands. Anybody want to talk about Elf on the Shelf? Yes. Yes. I got one, two, any three. Anybody want to talk about what we leave out for Santa? Got two for that. Anybody want to talk about the Bob Hope Christmas special? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> the Bob what? Anybody want to talk about Krampus? Rose, do you remember I know. Anybody want to talk about Christmas carols, caroling? No, no, no. Okay. So we're down to Elf on the Shelf and what we leave out for Santa. So if you want Elf on the Shelf, raise your hand. I feel like that's probably the best Yeah, that's probably the best okay. one. Okay, Elf on the Shelf it is. So let's talk about Elf on the Shelf. And as we go around, let's everybody give your final verdict. Tell us what your soda was and what was your final verdict on your soda. Katie, you are running it. I'm glad we're coming to back to the soda because I cannot get this taste out of my mouth. It's the Peeps Pepsi, and it's bad. It's like Peeps, but with or it's like Pepsi, but with the sugar on top of the Peeps. I cannot get it out of like my mouth. Like a marshmallow Pepsi? Yeah, it's very bad. Um, Elf on the Shelf. I think it's very helpful. Makes kids act right. But these mischief, mischievous elves. It's actually mischievous. Mischievous elves. Sorry. These mischievous elves who are like causing powdered sugar to be all over their kitchen. Or they're making big messes in the houses. Why do we need that? We don't. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think. Okay, so JD, you had Mountain Dew Voltage. You were thumbs up on that, right? I loved it. Or, I Wes, loved it. you love that it. stuff. Okay, Wes, go. Um, my opinion, my my opinion on the Elf on the Shelf is like is like. Like whenever I was in like it was like the like the second week of December la- last year and I was like when is the elf on the shelf coming and and like because I heard all at school like my elf on the shelf came on the first day my my elf on the shelf name is like uh th- 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 Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> and and then my dad said and then my dad said um if he if that elf on the shelf doesn't come tomorrow uh I'll buy you a new one. <laughs> and what happened? It actually came. Well, there you go. There you go. Sophia. I was very confused. And you were thumbs up on AL8 Orange. Yes, yes, I was. So I think elves on the the shelves are great. Um, They keep the children in line. But I'm going to agree with Katie. Why do do the elves get into the powdered sugar, like, and make the messes? Why do we have, why are we mischievous if we're trying to teach the kids to be good? You mean mischievous? Yes, that's what I mean. Like, like, why are we getting the toilet paper out? Yeah, yeah, like if we're trying to keep the kiddos in line. Yeah. Well, the elves, they're, they're kind of imps, man. Yeah. Leah. I think in my experience, I think my elf on the shelf was a little bit defective. Um, I think, okay, well, I started having my elf on the shelf. My elf came, I was probably 12-ish. I don't know. I was, I was relatively old. And, like, something that I love about my elf personally is that periodically uh, she will bring me gifts little mm-hmm. little tr- like yes she she'll bring me little presents which is great there are girl elves too man yeah there's <laughs> there's girl elves 
It's 2023. Um, and so she'll bring me little gifts, a little Bath and Body Works lotion. But then, but like, I don't know what's wrong with her, but like sometimes she'll just like stay in the same place for a few days. I don't know if she's like defective. Broke. Yeah, she's like broken, but she'll just like <laughs> lag a little bit. Yeah. But then, what? I don't know. Maybe my brother touched her. Um, so the elf on the shelf at our house came back one time and uh, tried to molest Barbie. That happened at our house, but whatever. So so they get a little loose, maybe, the elves. Maybe she, lo- maybe she lost her magic. I don't know. It's hard to say. McKinley, elf on the shelf. And your soda. Tell me about your soda. All right, we'll start with the elf. Hey, there are bad apples left. Zip it. It's not all elves. Um... I'm surprised no one's touched on this. Uh, Elf on the Shelf, scary as hell. <laughs> I hate that thing. I don't know why my mom kept letting it in the house. Every goddamn year. The little little guy making a mess for no repercussions. And then if I touch it, I'm the bad one. I know, I know. Hey, I'm with you, bro. What, am I going to blow on it? Like, yeah. Okay. Tell me about your sodas. Uh, I had two. I had Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. It was pretty good. Pretty good. I'd like to see a diet version of this. And then we also had Pepsi Nitro, which is like weird. And that's about it. Very sweet. Yeah. So no. thumbs up or thumbs down on both? Uh, thumbs down, Pepsi Nitro. Thumbs up, Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. Okay. J.D. Doty. I mean, I got to agree with McKinley here. Like, me and my dad both don't really like... You gotta keep the mic in front of your mouth, bro. I don't like how I don't I don't like how like what I heard and what I understood about it was like these little mischievous elves coming into my house. Any mischievous? Yeah, I I don't I don't know. Um, (laughs) coming into my house and moving like making a mess and like just being a menace for one whole month. Well, your elf is Cuban, right? Uh, probably. I think it is. I think you have a Cuban elf. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, not that that means anything, but I think it, I mean, it's yeah. worth noting. It might, yeah. But anyway, I got to agree what I, I got to agree with, You're with McKinley. Mac. Yeah. Okay, They're got it. scary. Tell me about your soda. Uh, I had Mountain Dew Livewire. I thought it was, it was, uh, really good. It ended up being like a, uh, tangerine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Anna is going to talk about Elf on the Shelf and her soda, which she hated. I I, I've already spoken on my soda. You know I hate it. I think it's really bad. Just buy regular Coke Zero. Um, okay, the elves. I actually really had never been prompted to think about this until just now. And so now I have been prompted to think about it, and I did. And I am a child who came out traumatized from the elf on the shelf because, as you know, I had my governess phase. I was a rule follower. Very keen on rules. So hang on. I know this. Yeah. People at the table know this. Our listeners don't know this. Let's talk about your governess phase. For yeah. A Let's tell us tell a governess story, if you will, just as an example well, for the you listeners. You know about Garage, which is a, a bar in Louisville, and yes. we went. It was pretty early after a bats game, which is the like city's baseball team. Right. Um, they took us to a bar, which is kid friendly. Like there were games outside, all kinds of stuff for us Cornhole, to do. Yeah. Ping pong. You can get a Shirley. However, Temple. I was I was horrified terrified to be there to be caught there okay the, the, i was the, the quote i think was mommy 
you brought me to a bar. Yeah. yeah. So that was the vibe. That was the general vibe of me at the time. Um, so this included the time when the elf on the shelf was frequenting our household. And I was, do you remember when I used to ballerina spin all the time? Uh, yes, I sure do. So did. I was doing that and my fingertips happened to graze the elf on the shelf. Okay. Oh, Lord. I lost it, lost it, ran into the basement screaming to find my mother. And I, I mean, honestly, I don't think I've ever felt such terror in my life. And I think just from that experience alone, I'm not sure I can say I'm the biggest fan. It's a lot of work for the elf. It's a lot of work for the elf. The yeah. elf is working mm -hmm. hard. And it's a lot, uh, it's a lot of, I mean, okay. It's a lot of work for the elf. Well, what I was going to say is, um, you have Santa at Christmas time, okay? Is that not far enough? Do we have to go next level? Do we have to have an elf? To, like, are the kids that bad? That we need multiple layers to this. Right, like, right. Santa can see what you're doing. Exactly. Does Santa need an elf to come in and see what you're doing, That's what too? I'm trying to say. Exactly. Like, can Santa not do it himself? I feel right. like this is more of, like, a mismanagement of the North Pole than anything. You know is what I mean? Is it possible that Santa, though, like, the global population has become so great that Santa just can't do it alone anymore? Uh, He's you got to outsource. Climate change. I think that's what it is. All right. Tia, do you have an elf on the shelf? opinion i i'm gonna have to agree with these two elf on a shelf scares me i don't know <laughs> i don't know what it is I'm, there's one in the basement by where i'm staying and it's like right next to the bathroom and every time i walk in there i have to like check and see if it moves and it does <laughs> <laughs> right because that, that thing is watching you man yeah it's watching me yeah. it's moving it's yeah. doing elf things yeah yeah. Well, I love the elf on the shelf, um, not because of all of the things, but because he is sh he or she or the Cubans, uh, they're all shaped like these elves that my grandparents had in their home growing up. They were very mid-century modern to me, and I love them. Um, but all of the craziness with toilet paper and sugar and uh, flour and all of the messy, I do not enjoy very much. But... Anyway, um, let me say thank you to our table. Everybody, you guys did a great job. What a Woo! lot of fun tonight. Um, I would have all of you back on the show again uh, if you would do it. Uh, I'm going to get this edited and cleaned up, and I think this will be our episode for this week since Richard can't host with me. Um, go Cats. Go Cats. So I hope everybody... ETFU. Go Blue. Any, anybody else? Any, any, anyone else? Anybody else got uh, some interjections about some sports teams? Um, it's fine. Uh, no, thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks, guys, for, for sitting in with me. This was an awesome, a lot of fun. I've been wanting to do this with you guys. We have had the sodas for a long time wanting to do this. So uh, I love it. I want to do this again. We might do this again during the holidays when everybody's home and have, an, uh, have another roundtable um, and maybe uh, get uh, – Richard back. Oh, we didn't get Tia's uh, Sprite. We didn't get her uh, soda review. Tia, tell me about the Sprite legacy, whatever the, the hip-hop white legacy. <laughs> it was really good. I think it'd be a good, like, mixer. It's a great drink. Yeah, so, so it's like M&M. So it's a quality... Speaking from college, from, yeah. From college, okay. It's very good. So I think, so I, what I think I might do um, during the holidays is uh, have Tales from College. If any of you all who have done college can come on, we might do a Zoom call or something and uh, bring it on. So, 
Yeah, be very fun. All right. Well, thank everybody. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. Again, you can get at us at uh, thegoodmidlife at gmail.com. The Good Midlife Podcast on Instagram. Follow us there. We're going to post some fun stuff. Post some photos from this recording session tonight. Um, and Richard will be back soon. We may have a guest host for another week or so, but we'll see how that all goes. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I hope everybody's holiday season is off to a great start. And we will talk to you soon. We are going to keep living our best midlives. You keep living yours. While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday to you.